We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 175 weeks into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside the long lost Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you? I'm healthy and alive. Um, doing well. Uh, trying not to bake here. I mean, it has been fairly warm and cool at the same time. It's, it's been a really weird summer so far. Made some progress on the kitchen. Uh, got the floor I saw laid that. again. Uh -huh. I, I saw that. Took it, us was, a, it was looking good. And, and thank you. Um, that was, uh, I, I, I did a good, good portion of the installation of that. And uh, it was me and a, a friend that were working on that. And yeah, that took us way longer than it should have. It would have been easier for us to have buy, uh, bought fresh, brand new, not pre-cut flooring and installed it ourselves, you know, doing the, did all the cuts and everything versus uh, pulled up the floor. We pulled up the old floor and labeled everything and, you know, had a... a I had went in and, and labeled all the flooring pieces that were cut and everything and created a chart and a map and all of this. And um, yeah, it ended up taking us like 18 hours uh, to, to lay the entire floor, which is absolutely, it, it took the guys that are professionals for like three or four hours to lay it. Mm -hmm. And it took us 18. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but it's down. That's all right. You learn. Yeah. You, you got to do it. You got to learn. Right. So we learned. Yeah. And, and, and we, yeah, we did learn. Uh, what we learned was, is you need the proper tools, uh, off the bat. <laughs> so yes, you do. Uh, yeah. yeah. Laminate flooring kits. Uh, th that that's important. There's a few tools in there that you absolutely need. Fridge is back in there. Kind of the, the, the skeleton of a cabinet, the, the cabinetry is, is started. We've got all the lumber and everything and some sheetrock to fix some other stuff. And then uh, the kitchen will be back together. So slowly but surely, we're, we're pushing in on a year of not having a kitchen. But we're, we're getting it back together. So I would go crazy. But you'll at least have one when it's all said and done. But like I said, it's yep. it's looking pretty good. You know, I was showing your progress around to a couple of people yesterday and they were all impressed too. So here's hoping that you can get it done in a timely manner from here on out and you don't have any more problems, right? Fingers crossed. Agreed. Agreed. Turning our attention to the Far East, I suppose we shall start with China. I know this is going to come as a shock to you, but uh, we have finally, as of uh, what year is this? 2023. We have finally cut all funding to the Wuhan Institute of Virology and their laboratories. I would say that it's about time, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, 
not only is it about time, uh, we should have done this like uh, really back during the Obama era when they were told to stop funding gain of function research. Um, but, but instead, uh, they continued. So, yeah, I, I, I think even during that, you know, I, I actually wonder because Fauci is such a pushover, such a um, beta male. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he had the cojones to start behind uh, behind the scenes, you know, uh, uh, under the radar to restart those uh, research projects. I, I wonder if either it was Obama himself or if it was someone else that was, you know, kind of pulling the, the, the strings saying, um, go ahead and start those that research, send that money off behind the scenes. We'll just publicly say... We stopped this, but really keep going. We we want to continue this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I think that happened because I don't think he has the I don't think he has the um, backbone to do it himself. Do you want to know why they stopped the funding? Again, this might come as a shock to you, I'm sure. Uh, according to Bloomberg, they say, and I'm quoting from the actual document: the lab failed to provide documents concerning safety and security measures. All the more reason to increase funding because. Um, that's exactly what they did is increase the amount of funding, even though that was mm-hmm. the because that was some of the concerns back in the day. They were concerned that one, it would be used as a weapon or two, they, they were doing kind of the, the accidental release because um, there was some concerns and some upgrades they had to do to the facility to uh, stay to code to what we want them to have, which they're far under. So, yeah, I, I, I don't personally, I don't think this this recent stop is actually going to stop yeah. i think it's just public because now it's it, it's it's getting out there the the narrative is there um and the the emails because of foia request and everything it's all pointing out that uh yeah actually we not only did we fund it but we knew that covid19 uh there was something recent uh i was reading yesterday there was something about uh there was more foias that showed that um the emails between both the uh, the doctor side of things, you know, uh, showed that, uh, yeah, OK, they, they knew that COVID was was a problem. They knew that it was uh, a lab leak and they knew that the vaccine, when that came around, uh, it was failing within three months. Well, now it's also known that the entire narrative about COVID-19 was fabricated and uh, the emails between the same officials that told us that COVID isn't to be worried about and the vaccines are safe and effective, those same officials were, were working with media, uh, the media apparatus, the mainstream media, and um, created a narrative that, to, to hype up the hysteria around uh, COVID. Uh, that 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 is come out came out in uh, a FOIA request. So mm-hmm. yeah, and you also have the uh, the private emails that we saw between Fauci and Zuckerberg, and you have the conference behind the scenes conference, the video conference that was between uh, Zuckerberg and his people, saying, yeah, you know, we've already got our talking points, and this is how we're going to go with this, and so we're going to have to follow this line. And the censorship started. And now you got censorship that's being proposed everywhere. They're saying, uh, well, you know, because of potential social unrest, uh, we're going to have to shut down social media. That's just to protect people from misinformation and disinformation. We wouldn't be talking about misinformation and disinformation if we didn't have COVID. Think about that for just a minute. That's when all that started was misinformation and disinformation. Now they're applying that to everything. If you're so concerned about information being misused or mishandled, 
maybe you should put the entire truth out there and put all the information out there to make it available to the people so that they can then see it for themselves and come to their own conclusions. But that would uh, that would that would require critical thinking skills. And I'm not no, sure that, do that. the can't age do of that. TikTok is able to handle that. No, we can't do that. And as we talked about yesterday, I'm and again, I'm I know you that you weren't here yesterday, but we talked yesterday about how the consensus is how things are. So the peer reviewed studies, when you have a consensus of people that all agree on that peer reviewed paper, that's how it is. The individual doesn't count for anything, even though the individual is actually going to be able to take measures to offer suggestions that will fix the problem and or put us in a direction where they can be remedied. The consensus will not do that. The consensus will remain the status quo, and they believe they are in the enlightened ones. Speaking of the enlightened ones, speaking of China, as you have called their, um, uh, was it junkyard dog? Yeah, that's what it was. Their junkyard. North Korea. They've detained one of our soldiers, apparently. But their official released statement as of yesterday, unless something has changed and it could have and I must and I might have missed it and or it could change by the time this airs. North Korea is saying their official through their official channels, their state run media and everything that this U.S. soldier defected. We haven't had a defection to North Korea since I think the end of the war, I think. And at, at that time, I think we had we had three defects. I, I I read something about the uh, about that somebody effectively defected. What I had seen was something about the soldier was uh, going to be reprimanded or something. Mm -hmm. Like they were in trouble yeah. in some yeah. way, and they were evading uh, that. And so they went to North Korea. What a hell of um, a way to evade something! <laughs> you're going to one of the worst countries on the planet to evade court martial. I mean, even even if even if they put you in military prison for uh, hell, 20 years, that would still be better than going to North Korea. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. On Tuesday, the Pentagon confirmed that a U.S. soldier has been apprehended by North Korea after crossing the demilitarized zone, separating the communist nation. I, they actually called it a communist nation. Can you believe that? From South Korea. The soldier, who is a private second class Travis King, was participating in a tour of the joint security area organized by a private excursion company when he unexpectedly made a break for it and crossed the border. Despite efforts of the security forces of the United Nations Command, who are accompanying the tour, the soldier managed to elude capture, and he's now in North Korea. Again, that's a hell of a way to avoid any kind of a problem. He was facing disciplinary action. And I don't think that it was just from the military that he was facing that that disciplinary action. He had damaged some South Korean property or something. Uh, I want to say it was like government property, like police cars or something. He was facing disciplinary actions from not just our people, but the South Koreans as well, which I'm sure that they probably would have just turned him over to our people. They would have let that one go, I'm assuming, because that's usually what they do, because we have agreements like that. But... You know, him being a soldier that falls under military jurisdiction. So I, I don't know the specifics of it. I'm just kind of guessing here. But that seems like one hell of a way to to avoid that. I mean, my God. Yeah, it also looks like he was charged with assault and he was held for 47 days in South Korea in, uh, in a South Korean detention facility before being released on July 10th. Uh, after that, he... Um, was kept under uh, observation, blah, blah, blah. He, he completed uh, out processing from the facility on the 17th, uh, so two days ago, and was escorted to the uh, international airport there, blah, 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 blah. Uh, there was no military escort. Interesting. 
or excuse me, the military escort had no ticket uh, for a flight and was not allowed past the checkpoint. So that's basically when he made his run for it was after that. I can't imagine. I, I cannot imagine. I mean, that's not something that I would ever even consider, you know? I mean, okay, I'm in trouble. It, if I'm going to face the music, then so be it. I'm not going to cross into that. That's well, just crazy. Not only is that crazy. Um, okay, first of all, uh, that alone would be crazy. But second of all, um, that part of the world is very racist. I mean, legitimately, they're racist. This dude's a black dude. He's going to stand out in North Korea. He's going to stand out. He is going to stand out in North Korea. So, yeah. Supposedly, also, we have our people working with... Apparently, we have counterparts in North Korea that we're trying to work with. And you know how honest they can be in North Korea when they work with us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. You know how cooperative they can be, yes. Mm, yeah. um, apparently, we're working with them to try and resolve this situation. Oh, and the North Koreans, they launched a, a missile earlier towards Japan. And, and one of our submarines just docked in Busan, South Korea, first time in 14 years. One of our nuclear submarines armed with Trident 2s. Just saying. This guy's also a, a cavalry scout. Uh, but I, I just want to point out, uh, it says he's 23 years old. I guess this is a sign that I'm getting old. Because when I think 23 years old, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, that's still like, you know, 90s, something like that. He was born in 2000. Interesting. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. That, that one was difficult to compute because... Uh -huh. uh, I, I, like I said, I still think of 20-year-olds being from the 90s. Yeah, 90s, yeah. yeah. If the kid, if he plans on making it out of there, if he thinks that he's going to you know, score some kind of a deal, that kid's going to be lucky to get out of there alive. Yeah, I, I have no idea why he thought going to North Korea, unless he just thought, uh, the you know what escape through the demilitarized zone i it's just god i had another no well sense. yeah but where are you going to go the only two countries that border that are russia and china so what are you going to go all the way through north korea which that's not going to like you're, you're going to stay again you're going to stand out in north korea they will find you yeah, yeah. they will find you so you're going to get to the north of the country and cross into china or russia because they're going to be more hospitable or something i i don't know but this is an interesting thing, and this, this just entered my mind. So we know what the communist and socialist countries like to do. They like to promote this image of themselves, of who they say that they are, but we all know that they aren't, right? They put out these propaganda pieces. They will actually sponsor trips for people here in the West to go and visit them in their capital cities, such as Moscow, Beijing, Pyongyang, these places, they will have minders and everything with them, but they will get them to create these documentaries and everything and, and do these official approved of highly edited views of these countries. And then they will come back here and they will present this to us. And it's meant to influence the way that we think here in the West and get us to turn our ideas and our values into what they have. That's what these things are designed to do. The Soviet Union used to do this all the time. They used to have these um, these trips that you could organize and you would go to Moscow and you would get the official tours, right? So you would get like the go to the collectivized farms and you'd go to the Lenin school and things. These, these things would happen all the time. The Chinese do that now. They do it with all of our people. How many of these people that are in the, the current administration and administrations past, I might add, how many of them have taken these partnership trips where they go over there, every single need that they have is met, and they are highly influenced by very friendly people when they get there. They can't believe how friendly they are. 
I can't believe how stupid and naive our people are to actually believe this crap. This is nothing new. This goes all the way back to the Kennedy administration when we had the first signaling of <clears throat> detente, you know, the peaceful coexistence when you had guys like Nikita Khrushchev in there. We sent people within our administration at the time over to Moscow to meet with some of their people. Oh, and they were so nice. They were so cordial. They were so welcoming and hospitable. And when they came back and they were debriefed by our intelligence people, the ones that weren't corrupted, when they were debriefed and they were telling our intelligence people about how wonderful their trips were and how great it was. And then they were shown the people that they met with and they were told exactly who those people were. They weren't who they presented themselves to our diplomats at all. They weren't journalists. They weren't advisors to somebody. They were high-level intelligence operatives looking to extract information from them. So my point is, is that what have we been seeing out of North Korea? And well, Russia and China, most notably. But what have we been seeing specifically out of North Korea? You have the young Kim Jong-un dictator in there, right? He was Western educated. The guy was educated in Switzerland. So therefore, he understands very well the Western mindset. He has to. So him and the people within his Communist Party Politburo and his central committee all understand what they need to do to influence opinions from the younger people here. North Korea specifically, we've seen some of these things. I remember a couple of years ago, we were looking through some of these things. They will pay YouTube influencers to go to North Korea and they will have the minders and everything. They will take them to these lavish resorts and these really fancy hotels and spas and all kinds of stuff. And the average Korean people, you're going to tell me the average North Korean people get to experience that version of North Korea? No, 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 not at all. When you see these documentaries, they show stores that are full of food. They show these big agricultural areas. They show wonderful, picturesque views of families living in luxury. Houses full of food and drink, all kinds of entertainment. They get treated to the VIP exclusive suites at all of these events that they have in Pyongyang. They get taken to big ski resorts up north. They get taken to like those those air shows and things that they have up on the northeast coast. And when they come back, they talk about how, you know, I went to North Korea with an understanding. And now I understand that that understanding is just misunderstood. So I'm wondering how many of those videos did this kid watch? That I don't know. I mean, he's he's definitely, you know, like I said, he's younger. He he's probably not seen the, uh, the 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 things we've seen about North Korea because you know again he would have been young when when that stuff was going down. Being military and being stationed there in South Korea, you would think that he would see and know. He, he should be more aware than anybody. Um, the other thing that I, I I found interesting in this as well. Um, I, I imagine he doesn't sp uh, speak very much uh, Korean. I don't, you know, just in general, um, because many of our soldiers uh, they they just speak English. Uh, so they, it's usually they have to get interpreters or what have you. So I I, I don't know how he thought he was going to go to North Korea and communicate uh, with them, let alone exist. I did just I I feel like this was not well thought out. It feels like this was a crap, I'm in trouble, I'm going to try to find the quickest escape that I can find and, and evade my my captors uh, or, or, you know, uh, or evade 
prosecution. Um, that's what it felt. Uh, that's what it feels like. It, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like he was actually thinking clearly and processing. I shouldn't go to North Korea. I think it was just a um, spur of the moment. Uh, maybe I can avoid. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what he's thinking. I, I th th that one just completely, completely baffles me. There are better places you could have defected to. I have to say, uh, as opposed to that one. I don't know. And he's got he's got three service ribbons. I mean, he's got National Defense Service Medal, a Korean Defense Service Medal, and an Overseas Service Medal uh, ribbon. So, I mean, he, it's not like he's, you know, just a, 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 I don't know. It doesn't follow orders well. Uh, it, he does. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. Anyway, keeping with the Far East, Bruce, you talked about um, Lenin's, I don't want to say really his, his tomb, but his uh, his corpse is on display there. That, mm, yes. I'm, I'm not joking. This is an actual thing. He's he's in like a glass box there that's like temperature controlled and they re-embalm him every 90 days. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. This is, it is creepy. That is, that is creepy. That is yeah. absolutely creepy. Someone, apparently, according to the Moscow police... Right. Because, you know, again, you know how trustworthy they can be. Mm. Moscow police. Yes. Somebody mm. tried to firebomb Lenin's corpse in his tomb. Um, doubt. Uh, uh, until I see that the, the, the facility was actually burned. Um, uh, to be fair, if if you were going to be damaging uh, that that tomb, quote unquote, tomb um, uh, mo monument more. Uh, that's probably better to say monument. You would probably use explosives, not fire. Well, it's it's there, so it's an actual. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's an actual like tomb. I, I would. I'm going to go with like mausoleum here. I, I'm going to go with that because yeah, he's, yeah, he's not good. actually yeah, entombed. Yeah. He's just he's out there on public display, so he's not actually in a tomb. But I'm just going to go with mausoleum here. Uh, but anyway, now again, they arrested. It's a good thing they caught him. They caught him before it actually happened. You see. Uh, I'm quoting here from their official statement that they have released. They say an incident or the incident occurred about 10 p.m., right? So at night when no one's there, Moscow time yesterday, when an unbalanced man, unbalanced, you see, unbalanced man approached the linen uh, mausoleum and threw a bottle filled with flammable materials in the direction of the structure. However, no blaze ensued and the police promptly apprehended the attacker. Okay, so this could have been one of two things. Uh, this could have been something that was created, uh, fabricated by the FSB. That that's that's a guess. Uh, my other guess is because this is something that's very common over there, and uh, being later in the evening uh, would also make sense. It could have been a drunk that threw a bottle of vodka that they okay, had yeah. almost finished uh, at the towards the direction of the mausoleum. Not that's not true, even. Yeah. He could have you just know, stumbled and dropped it in Red Square. That's true. It could have happened exactly. that way, too. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a flammable liquid. They don't specify that the flammable liquid was on fire. They just specify a bottle of flammable liquid. So that that's why I come to the, the second possibility that maybe this was a drunk. And correct me if I'm wrong, but if you have a Molotov cocktail, I mean, there's a reason they call it Molotov cocktails, because the Russians are the inventors of them. They created yeah, it, this it, concept. Yeah. It, it you're was going literally made in like Molotov. Like that's yes. the, the town that was made in. <laughs> yes. You're going to light it before you throw it. Right. Yeah. They they all they all understand the concept. I mean, there was there was um, I, I've kind of joked about it before, but. Um, I don't know that I've done it on on recording. The the Russians have known about Molotovs for a very long time since World War II, uh, about that time period, because their T-34s 
were so well built and designed back then that all it took was a Molotov cocktail to cause it, the tank to explode. Um, the joints for the armor plating were not uh, properly welded together, so there were gaps in between, and the Molotov cocktail, the, the fuel, would get into the engine compartment and the fuel uh, compartment and ignite the, 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 the fuel tank and cause the thing to go catastrophic. Uh, so they've known about Molotovs for a very long time. It, it's almost like what you described last week about how they're sitting on the ammo cache in the actual tank. So if, yeah. if there's anything that happens within or around that cabin, which is not very well armored, then the whole thing's going to go and the crew's going to go with it in a cloud of pink smoke, <laughs> trying not to be too graphic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could hit it with an anti-material rifle that, you know, something with a high explosive anti-tank round that could penetrate that. It doesn't even have to be a tank round and the whole thing would go up. Hell, you could probably hit it with like a hash round or something like that, something that is to trigger the gunpowder to go off and it would cause the whole thing to go up. This is an interesting thing about this suspect that they have uh, they've apprehended here. He's not from Moscow. He's from a city called Shita, which is all the way out in the east part of Russia, which is almost on the other side of the world, more or less. Various accounts uh, said that the man is either missed uh, the man either missed Lenin's tomb with his firebomb toss, causing the weapon to detonate on the street, or the bomb shattered against the side of the tomb without catching fire. Now, he's also been charged with criminal hooliganism. This is the thing that they mostly charged people with back in the 1990s in that time during the Chechen Wars that you and I were talking about. Yeah. Uh, they say that he's also been charged for refusing to obey police orders. Hooliganism in Russia is kind of like it's like a blanket charge. It's kind of associated with uh, like disorderly conduct or something that we have here. Mm. But yeah, OK, it's a more serious offense than disorderly conduct in Russia. So it's an offense that's leveled at a disorderly person who employs a weapon, including firebombs or are accused <laughs> I love how they just kind of vaguely put this stuff together. They are accused of acting for political or ideological reasons, and it is punishable by up to seven years in prison. So basically th that just reinforces the two arguments that we said it could be. It just kind of reinforces that well, it could have just been somebody that was drunk or it could be an FSB. This might also kind of be a little suspect, right? And I'm not talking about the individual they apprehended. According to one post on social media, again, this is just one post, this guy was previously detained in Red Square while he was carrying two Molotov cocktails before, but he wasn't charged. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm sorry if uh, you're going after... No, nah, this sounds like it's an FSB thing. It, it sounds does. Like it's when a, you hear that part of yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't see in Russia... You're 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 going to cause damage to the the beloved state's memorials that you're going to uh, be allowed to continue living life freely. And they're going to leave you alone. The security services are going to leave you alone. I don't think so. Yeah, no, especially when they're they're supposedly going after people that just well, they're going after people that that are refusing to go to war uh, or, you know, you know, draft dodgers, basically. They're, they're hunting them down for 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 that. I, it wouldn't surprise me that they would hunt someone down that's a drunk like this. But to not hunt them down. Yeah, that that a little suspect. No, nah, you, you're, you're going to if that's a real thing, then you're going to employ all 
measures at your disposal to make sure that that individual is apprehended. And you're going to parade that person around and use them as an excuse to do whatever you need to do to everybody else. On top of that, it would look too much like what's happening here in the United States uh, to where you have a crime that happens and then it's um, like a, it's something like murder, literally. And the, and the person walks with like, you know, uh, four years of probation or something like that. There was a recent one of a uh, dude raped someone and was found guilty, but the, the charge was uh, only four years of probation. That was it. Four years of probation. Yep. Four years of probation. All it was. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You get you, you get a 25 to life, in my opinion, because that poor one, that poor yep. victim, that poor woman has to live with that. Yep. Yep. And, you know, and, and I, I have not, not I have zero mention. tolerance for that kind of stuff. I, I do. You know, you, you just don't do that. No, I agree. You, you just uh, th those are th there's a very small group of people that I, I, I will say uh, without question um, that this is you know, a death penalty. Uh, rapists are one of those. Uh, death penalty if you're found guilty with no like there there is no question that you raped them um you know no, no shadow of doubt um then your right to live is forfeit i was being generous but okay you know i gotta get any argument out of me or you could if you're an investigative service you could just say you know what I don't think there's anything here that we can do, so we're just going to close the investigation. When you have open criminality that's happening right in front of you. Bruce, did you hear that the Secret Service closed the cocaine investigation into the White House? You mean yeah. you have no suspects, none whatsoever? The Secret Service, correct me if I'm wrong, they have to approve every single guest that comes into that building weeks before they arrive. Yeah, uh, the only ones that they... they basically don't have to approve our family um to you mean specifically the what like the, the president yeah when when you have a an, an individual in public uh look like he's uh you know high just as a just tie. did a rail off of the uh the library corner table yeah yeah on, on the fourth of july even yeah but you couldn't find it how, how many staff does the white house have a lot they've but, got but, a lot but, and and how many cameras do they have and how yeah, many Secret Service agents are roaming the halls? Not just the people that are around the president and his guests and the first family. How many other Secret Service agents are roaming the place? How many of them do you have in the Situation Room? How many of them do you have working the cameras? Those guys are on point. Those people don't give a damn about that party. They are to be focused on security and what responses need to be taken at the drop of a hat if something goes wrong. Yep. And they close the investigation. I don't buy it. Mm. No, and majority of the American people don't buy it either. Um, I, I've seen some polling on this, and the majority of Americans uh, think it it was likely Hunter. Um, majority of Americans think that, and rightfully so. I mean, when you have someone in in when you have someone in house that has a history of hard drug usage, has gone to rehab multiple times for said drug usage and in fact is known uh to do business with other countries and part of the payment is hard drugs video of him had just come out recently of weighing crack with a uh hooker arguing about I mean, it yes on how yeah, much is on the scale yeah 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 that's um that's a that's an easy that's an easy conclusion that, that that's like for for the secret service that should be like 
I mean, that's a slam dunk case. Not, like that, that should have been like we we have our number one suspect right here. <laughs> yeah. Not not only that, the other video that's recently come out in the last week or so is him driving his Porsche at 174 miles an hour through the Nevada desert on his way to Vegas smoking crack cocaine. There's video of this. And on the night of said party where they found said white powdery substance that turned out to be cocaine, we have video of Hunter Biden on the balcony at the White House rubbing his nose. Now, again, I know what people under the influence of that substance, I know what kind of behaviors they show. Hunter Biden is rubbing his nose profusely and slicking his hair back like he's Don Johnson about to climb into his Chris Craft on the set of Miami Vice. And you're telling me that the investigation's closed and you don't have any suspects? I don't think so. No, it, it no, was no. literally It was literally a scene from a movie or something like that. Just like how stereotypical it was, like rubbing his nose and like, you know, slicking his hair back. It's so stereotypical of something you would see from Hollywood. And, and, and yet... They, they, they have no suspect. Uh, really? How much do we pay you guys again? Um, no, there should be an investigation of the investigators in, in my opinion, and they should be, um, I mean, honestly, this is, this is not I think like, they should be punished just as, uh, of course just they should. the same, they're an accessory to this. Yeah, of course they should. Th this is not just something that they, they tried, they attempted, and they reached a dead end. No, they didn't conduct a single interview of anybody. The least you could have done was, after they blamed it on the construction crew that was in there a couple of days before, the least they could have done, at least for show, would have been, well, we questioned all the visitors in the last 48 hours, and we came to no conclusions, and it was in an area where there was no video surveillance. And you could have at least, for, for the sake of public appearance, you could have at least done that. And they didn't even, that, they yeah. didn't even bother with it. Th that would have been more believable. If they would have done that. Uh, but yeah, like you on said, top they didn't of even that, do that. On top of that, you have no fingerprints, you have no DNA samples, and you have no leads. Excuse me? You're telling me that you partnered with the FBI. Okay, now the FBI, you can say what you want about the FBI. We all know that there are problems in there. And quite frankly, if you've got the FBI that are going after conservative Christians, specifically that attend the Latin Mass... If you're targeting that instead of hardcore Marxist revolutionaries that are trying to subvert our country, if you're targeting that instead of those people, why do we even need the Department of Justice, in my humble opinion? But that's another conversation for another day. But if you're partnered with the FBI, who, quite frankly, they don't have the most advanced, but they have one of the most advanced forensic crime labs in the world, not the country, the world, and they can't come up with anything? They're crackshot scientists and their, their best of the best forensics investigators at Quantico can't come up with anything, you couldn't lift a single print anywhere. Some of the most high-tech stuff nowadays, this was part of my science um, delve here last week, some of the most advanced tech that we have now when it comes to investigative work, if you have one particle, literally one particle, that's what this dude was saying in the interview, um, of, let's say, an explosive or a drug or something like that on your hand, these sensors will detect it. One particle. We're talking like one particle. We're, we're talking very, 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 very small amounts. This is like you've scrubbed your hands like five times, but you just missed that one little bitty piece of uh, particulate matter. And I mean particle, 
right? We're, we're talking nanometers in size uh, that you may have left under your fingernail. They can detect that. And uh, you're telling me that they couldn't find anybody? Anybody? No, no one. I mean, there's two people in there that are um, have claimed to have done drugs. And I mean, we have video of, of Hunter, but Kamala Harris supposedly is uh, in her past before she was an elected official. Supposedly she was doing drugs and all kinds of stuff as well. So uh, by her own admission, whether or not it's true or, or not, or she was just saying it to try to get street cred, we don't know. But uh, that that's her claim. It's hard to say. Uh, Secret Service spokesman Anthony, I'm probably going to botch this, but I'm going to give it a legitimate try. Uh, Jula, Jula Jemmy or something. I, I don't know. It's really strange. Uh, he said that the agency determined that interviewing all 500 people that were at the party, you know, if you if you interview that many people, that could be a strain on resources and it might infringe upon civil liberties and would likely be fruitless without corresponding physical evidence tying any person to the drugs. So you're telling me you let 500 guests onto the premises without going through one checkpoint. So you're, you're saying that of those 500 guests that attended, one of them could have been an assassin and you didn't even take the time to check them, uh, pat them down, run them through a detector. Um, no, that's, a, that's a really good point. That is, that is a really good point. So let, let's put this into uh, into another context. OK, all right. We, we all we all can pretty much guess because we don't know for sure, right? I, I'm a man of conviction. I believe you have to have a proper investigation and you have to put somebody in front of a court and they have to have their day in court, right? You are innocent until you are proven guilty. So in my eyes, Hunter Biden is innocent until he is proven guilty, but we're never going to get to the point where he can be proved guilty because no one wants to do an investigation. So I have my suspicions and I'll tell you the names of people that are on my list of who I would look at that's a very short list, by the way. He's at the top. But that's an interesting point you bring up. So let's look at this in context of national security, okay? Taking into account, I'm pretty sure that probably wasn't Joe's in there. Pretty sure it wasn't his. No, yeah, but, I think he's on Adderall or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's on something else. But let's look at this in the context of we have adversaries in the world, do we not? We certainly do. We have people that would love to get close to the president or people around him. You're saying that we don't have any security measures that could prevent such acts taking place? I find that very concerning. I don't care who's sitting in that office. I find that very concerning. Very concerning and very hard to believe. That too. These are supposed I, to be the, like these these Secret Service guys. There's many branches of the Secret Service. When you hear Secret Service, it's like this umbrella. Okay, so it's kind of like DHS, but the Secret Service is kind of like it's it's kind of like its own. Um, infrastructure in and of itself. So you have all these secret service departments that do all kinds of different things, one of which is a special detail to guard the president. The secret service do all kinds of other stuff, but that's just one thing. Those people have to go through rigorous qualifications and they have these unbelievable requirements that they have to go through. You can't just say, yeah, I'm going to go work for the secret service and you get assigned to the White House the next day. No, that is the top 2% of that entire department are those people, the, the most trusted people that we have, get that opportunity. And it is an opportunity. That is a privilege to get that assignment. Those people have to qualify with their firearms every 14 days. That requires a lot. Just that in and of itself. Considering a law I, enforcement officer has to do that, I think, once a year. I contend our law enforcement officers should be required to that same standard personally. Well, yeah, I, nowadays, I think they should yeah. be going. Yeah. yeah. 
I agree. But these these guys, my point is, is that these these men and women that do this particular special detail, there's no excuse for this because they are the higher standard. They represent the top spot. You earn that position. You're not given that position. You earn it. Prove your worth for being there. Uh, and and more to the point, this shows how politicized that those positions are now. If that's if if they could find no one, no one, that means they've politicized and militarized the uh, Secret Service as well. I mean, we're already complaining about the FBI going after Christians and whatnot. It's the same thing. It's if you if the laws don't apply equally, um, you're in a tyranny. If laws do not apply equally, so uh, laws are, do not apply <laughs> uh, to to the political class, uh, to the elite. Hell, even the rich are you know immune to some prosecution, and unless you're like a Jeffrey Epstein in that in that case. But you know that uh, that was kind of a edge case, if you will. I, I, I'm just, no, uh, there, there's some kind of a political shenanigans going on. They're hiding this intentionally, obviously, whether it's for political reasons or, or not. I, I, I don't know. doesn't matter if it's political or if it's just crime family, mafia-esque, uh, what have you. It doesn't matter at this point. This is literal felonies are happening in the White House and our highest, um, well, We'll say the the protective body of the president is not only protecting them, they're supposed to take a bullet for the president, not cover up for felonies that not only he or the uh, any of the family do or who whoever, whoever. But the fact that they found nobody, the fact that they if this were one of the construction workers or one of the maids or one of the you know janitor or something like that, you would have found out about it the day it happened. They would have had him nailed and. He would already be in prison right now. Or if this were a Trump White House. Oh, if this were a Trump White House, man, they would have Trump Jr. You would never hear the end of it. They would already have Trump Jr. in, assuming it was, you know, Trump Jr. in this case, uh, being fair. He would have already been arrested. This would have been touted on all the mainstream medias for the next, you know, three years. Across Uh, the world. Across the world. Yes. And, and and the fact that this happened under the Biden administration and nobody's talking about it in the mainstream and it's just getting swept under the rug by the Secret Service. This should be really concerning to uh, the average person out there. Not not because we, we had somebody in the White House um, doing hard drugs. That's not the, the main concern. The concern is the Secret Service. Everybody knows who the Secret Service is in the United States. Even if you're new to the United States and you just immigrated here, you know who the Secret Service is. They're they're globally renowned. Everybody knows who they are. You're saying that department is covering up for this? Uh, They're covering up literal felonies? Um, That should be concerning. I think it's it's designed to be that way. Do, Do you remember when the Secret Service got caught going to strip clubs when they were supposed to be on duty? Yeah, there's, I do. I there's do always been. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I could kind of forgive that one because, it, in all fairness, I think they were there working because that was when Clinton was in office. So I'm going. I, I yeah. would probably let that one slide. But the thing is, is that they always seem to have this incident under each administration. They they always seem to have one incident. It happened under Obama too, and it discredits them. Right? It just makes them look bad as what their profession is. 
right? It's meant to to discredit them. It's meant to make us, you know, I'm just looking at this in, in terms of us turning against our own system because that's what these other bloc countries need us to do. They need us to turn against our own system. They need us to lose faith in everything that we have. And the Secret Service is no exception to that. They represent a bulwark just like the FBI once did to fighting the Marxist agenda in the United States. And if they're discredited and if they're embarrassed and if they're shown to be ineffective, well, then you're not going to have faith in that institution anymore, are you? And you'll have it replaced. And not only that, uh, if you're someone, uh, I agree with that. But I think it, it, it's a double edge as well. If you're somebody that's in that apparatus as well, um, now you're concerned with, OK, I'm going to do exactly as I'm told, because if I don't, they're going to hang me out to dry uh, and I'm going to lose my career for something stupid. Like I'm actually, you know, in, in those instances you were talking about, they were at strip clubs or what have you. Uh, that's very possible that they were there protecting someone, that it was someone from the family or it was, you know, uh, Clinton himself. And they were there uh, uh, on duty. Uh, so it, it, it's very possible that, that 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 happened. But then to as a cover up or, or for that matter, uh, one of the agents was a whistleblower and was going to come out and say, uh, you know, to defend their own, if you will. Th- then the apparatus, uh, the, 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 the deep state, if you will, said, uh-uh, we're not going to have that. No, you were there while you were supposed to be on duty. And then they uh, ruined their careers. I, I think that's also a secondary to that. Yeah. This is the other problem that we have is we have people that have put their careers. Oh, I've got a career. I've got a pension. Do you understand you're not going to have either one if you continue on that line? I'm, I'm not talking. I'm not singling people out here. I'm, I'm talking about in general. We have this problem in the bureaucracy and we're in the jackpot now as a nation and as a civilization. I'm speaking of the West because we have these I guess uh, we have this idea that we just kind of have to deny things and we just have to, to be an ostrich and put our head in the sand. We cannot do that. We cannot continue to do that. If we if we do that, if we have people within these institutions and you know what? I refuse to believe that everybody in these institutions are corrupt. I refuse to believe that. I'm sorry. I, I just don't believe that. I don't believe that the Secret Service actually want to do this. The problem you might have are the higher ups. I don't know. I'm just guessing. If you look at the FBI, the average rank and file probably... I say that questionably, probably is a decent person that wants to do their job. The problem you have are the higher ups. But then again, you look at people like the Patriot Front and you look at January 6th, then you see who these people actually are. They're the ones that instigate this stuff. I, again, double-edged sword. I, I would, um, I, I'm, I'm a little less forgiving um, when, it, when it comes to the, the average now I haven't I haven't worked with them and I don't know the, the the type of people that they are. However, if you see stuff, for example, if you're doing an investigation and you're investigating crack showing up at the White House and your superiors are barring you from, uh, well, you can't interview this person, you can't interview this person, you can't interview this person, you can't do this procedure, that procedure, whatever. You can't scan for f- uh, fingerprints. You can't do any of those kind of things. If you're not out there whistleblowing in front of Congress uh, or media or something like that, and you don't expose this immediately, you're just as, you're just as much at fault. You're, you're, you're concerned about your if you're one of those that is concerned about my career, my pension. Well, you know, I, this is like this is the breadwinner for my family. And if I don't have this job, I get it. But you're not in that job to make money. You're in that job to uphold the law. You're in that job to protect the president. Your your position is more important than your pension or the money that you make. And and if you're not willing to uphold that, you're part of the problem. I, I honestly, you're you're just as corrupt as your 
the leaders in in my opinion in my perspective so if there's nobody that comes out and is whistleblowing about what happened with this investigation using this as a specific event example anybody involved in that inv- investigation you're just as corrupt that's very well put i guess you have the last word on that i don't think i could top that nicely said speaking of joe biden you know he's going to run yeah he's he's going to run as the incumbent you know that right uh, the, yeah. And that recent, God, the, the recent gaffe that he had. Well, the one where he fell asleep with, with the Israeli. Yes, he fell asleep with, yeah, that's what it was. Or whoever it was. Yeah. Foreign minister, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was just like, yeah. his head was down. He was just mumbling or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to have him run again. You you would have. Well. <laughs> but who would they have? Who would they run instead? Kamala Michelle. Harris? Michelle. Uh, Michelle. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I mean, truly Michelle believe. Michelle probably. I truly believe that's who it's going to be. I I really do believe that. I I don't think they can run Biden, and I don't think that he wants to do it, but he would. I don't think he wanted to do it this time. I don't think they had anybody else to stick in there, and that's why they took him, because he was the most compromised. But I honestly... Newsom, maybe, yes, but I think... No, he doesn't have enough... He doesn't have enough public appearance yet. So I I don't True. see that. I think I think they'll put him in the next cycle. So 2028, I think, is when they'll run him. But I that, think that, this, that's probably fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think this time around, I think they're going to run Michelle. And why do I say that? Well, they changed some things. The Democrat Party, as if they would ever change things to tip the balance in their favor. They changed some things this time around. You can now declare... All the way up until I believe it's October of this year. And I think you have to have the paperwork done by December. So that's very late. That is very late for a presidential run next year because the Republicans have all declared, because for whatever reason they continue to play by the rules, they have all declared, but not all the Democrat candidates have declared because you've got uh, two scoops Joe up there. So he's going to run, supposedly unless there's somebody else. Now, the other reason I say that it's going to be her is because guess where they changed the caucuses this year, right? It's normally in Iowa, right? The Iowa caucuses, not this year. This year, it's going to be in South Carolina. Yeah, so there's been a lot of hubbub about that one and uh a lot of, I don't know that, so it's going to be an interesting one, this, Mm -hmm. this battle they're having over this, because legally, technically, they can't do that. Technically, but they're going to do it anyway. Again, when have they ever played by the rules? Exactly. Now, the other reason I say this going to be Michelle is because guess where they've moved the Democrat convention where they picked the nominee? Guess where they've moved that to? Chicago. Yeah, the the safe and secure and the Mm -hmm. um, prosperous. Plenty of support. Yep. Yep. Plenty of support. Sure. That's why I say it's going to be her. Now, She'll come out and say, well, I, I, I don't want to do it, but I have to, right? She has to. But before that happens, again, that's just my prediction. I, I'm not saying that's, you know, the gospel. I'm just saying that's my prediction. Before that happens, right now, as of right now, as of today, you've got Joe on the ticket, right? He's the incumbent. Bruce, they have named his campaign headquarters today. Guess where it is? Um, Chicago. No, his Home, Delaware. the basement in Delaware. Yes, oh, he's going yeah. back in the basement. Mm. Well, it worked for him last time because uh, he wasn't out there. Nobody really paid attention to him. Honestly, I think that kind of plays to the core of Americans. They just want to be left alone. And by not having someone out there. No, no, I, I, I don't believe that at all. They cheated. They cheated. That's exactly how they won. It, you're telling me that he had the most votes 
a, a white dude from the same party that bashes us all the time for being racist, a white dude that is archaic. He's old. He was elected by the majority of the American people who on on the left tell us that we're racist for, you know, for being white. Um, no, I don't. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And then at the same time, Trump had the most votes for a Republican in American history. And you're telling me those two things are simultaneously true. No. Yes. Biden's statement on the matter, he said this to Politico, my family values might, of course, this is now mind you, this is a uh, this is a bumbling man that can't form a sentence that falls asleep during a national television interview with a foreign diplomat. My family values my eternal optimism and my unwavering belief in the American middle class as our nation's backbone comes from my home from Delaware. That's why there is no better place for our reelection campaign to have its headquarters. Uh, yeah, so I, I have a big old F you when he says the middle class are so important and whatnot. Yeah, we're, we're down $10,000 on average, 10,000 for the middle class under his presidency. Whereas the previous, we were up over 3000. Well, not according to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, they came out with a piece, I believe it was two days ago, and they said that Americans are richer than they've ever been before. Um, so monetarily speaking, as far as like the number of dollars that you possess in your bank account, um, actually, that may actually be true, quite literally. Um, however, the buying power of those dollars has never been lower in American history. So, OK, yeah, you, you may have, you know, a thousand dollars more in, in on average uh, than any other American in history, which uh, <laughs> If that's true, why is something like uh, uh, 30% of the U.S. Um, having to buy groceries um, in installments? Literally, they're, they're, they're um, buying with credit, their food. Uh, if, if that's the case uh, and we're, we're so well off and rich, um, we must have been a third world country before this because um, that, that, is, that is unheard of. I, I, I haven't heard of something like that. Well, uh, I, I guess um, 2008 uh, that happened a bit. And uh, uh, no, I, I'm I'm th th this nonsense that they keep feeding us that we're this this great and prosperous nation. Um, you know, we're doing better than we've ever been. I, I'm sorry. Inflation disagrees. Gas pump disagrees. My grocery bills disagree. Energy no. bills. Energy bills. Yeah, that's another one that disagrees with all of this. No. And the thing is, too, our our wages, it, it's effectively gone down because of cost of living and everything. All right, so you're telling me we're, we're better off now than we were? No. 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 That sounds like pure North Korean propaganda is what that sounds like. Oh, we're the fruit of the world. Yeah. You've never had it so good. All right, my friend. It's been an absolute pleasure. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't sleep in too late again. Well. It'll air at the same time, so no one will know the live. Yeah, nobody will know. We will go ahead and call this one done. I'd like to thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone. Have a great evening. Mm -hmm.